Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fell off the counter today. And? I'll cut it anyway. We're fine. Yeah. Go ahead. She, uh, she like kind of like caught her foot on the corner of the counter and like did not land smoothly. And <laughs> just like looked really freaked out and like looked at me like I did something. <laughs> yeah. And then she like goes and hides and she's like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> This guy's trying to kill me. I was like, what's your problem? And then she like ran ran and hid under the bed for 20 minutes. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Welcome back to Blue by 90. I'm Justin, joined by Jack and Caitlin. As always, it's May 1st. The draft is over with the NFL draft. So we got to see a lot of uh, Michigan guys taken, which was cool um but how you guys doing tired woke up from a nap all yeah, right you get some coffee working on my coffee i just want to say thank you for being here we're really blessed that you woke up and showed up you're welcome so let the record show it's about 2 30 p.m on <laughs> hey bro was the one that was late first <laughs> And I was like, all right, if this I, is what we're doing today, then I'm going to be late. No, as well. no, no, no. I I also did nap, but I said, hey, I need 10 minutes. I was on here at 2.09. You showed up at like 2.20, then said, I need to go get coffee. Took an extra 15 <laughs> minutes. It's almost 2.40 right now. You know, I was just following the lead of, uh, of our host here. No, no <laughs> I. that's not how it goes. You... <laughs> The, you're the you're the give an inch, take a mile type of guy, for sure. Agreed. I'll take that. <laughs> it's very not, positive. That was not a driving. Striving for excellence. That was not a compliment. <laughs> oh man. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was it was a fun draft. I are you guys like draft people? Because I feel like there are people out there that are like they live for the NFL draft. Obviously the crazy people that are there that are like painted up for the draft um but i feel like there are people even watching at home that are just like i love four straight days three straight days whatever it is of like just roger goodell walking out there and mel piper (laughs) getting booed yeah no i'm not i mean i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not really a big nfl guy like i'm trying to get into it i think doing fantasy football last year helped out but uh 
no, I mean, you know, it was I was pumped to see Hutch go to the Lions, but after that, I was like, all right, cool. You know what I wanted happened. Yeah, honestly, I watch maybe like the first ten picks like live, and then I just kind of like track it on my phone because like the first ten picks is what you want to see. It's like the super high caliber guys. Everybody yep. like wants to track their careers, but after that, like. It's just like fun surprises. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. That's exactly how I am. Like, I, I think there's like some excitement of the first maybe like, yeah, five picks or something like that on Thursday night. And like people are going crazy at in Vegas and all that stuff, um, especially like there, especially if there's a, a surprise, right? If somebody like either trades up or like takes somebody, you know, honestly, social media has ruined the draft for me a little bit, too, because all these people just tweet out the pick like a minute before Roger Goodell gets out there. And then I'm like, okay, I know it. you, it was way worse. Like a few years ago where, uh, Schefter and Rappaport were like legitimately like 15 minutes early, like source confirms that they're taking this. And it's like, this is no fun. (laughs) It's like the NCAA tournament bracket getting leaked. (laughs) What, like the tournament's happening in the future and then you're watching the game for no reason? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no. There was a year where, the, where it's like during the selection show, the brackets oh. got leaked like five minutes before. So everyone knew what was going on. And so oh. then it's like, you know, when they're like making it a super tense situation of people like, you know, try like the, the teams are waiting to see if everyone already knew. So it was like yeah. very awkward. Um, for me i love that i'm like i just want to get the information i don't care how i get it if i get it before everybody else great perfect perfect yep yeah i'm in you don't need to make everything into a uh, you know a huge show right right i don't need commercials on every single thing in the world no um brought to but, you by blue by 90 mm-hmm. <laughs> unless they want to pay us right then i will watch <laughs> those commercials. commercials i want yeah. as many commercials as possible um so no free ads though um but I mean, Hutchinson going to and being, I obviously like it was a, t- I wish that he would have went one because that would have been sweet to have Aiden and a Michigan guy go number one overall. That's like incredible. But him to be able to drop to the Lions and stay home is, it was the best case scenario. He still got a ton of love and now he plays in Detroit. I do love that, like all of the Michigan State people. Or like, oh, he's so overrated. Kenneth Walker like ran for this many oh yards. So like, we we had a couple people coming to work uh, the other day, and the only people that said anything about Hutch like, oh, da da da. We're state we're state fans. I'm like, okay, cool, great. Like your guy got drafted by the Seahawks in like the 30th round. Like nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I also like. I don't think that Aiden is that hateable. I don't. I'm. He never, not. Did I hate he that never guy. like talk shit about Michigan State, did he? He just wears maize and blue, so they hate him. I get that to an extent. Like there are Michigan State guys out there that I just hate because they play for them, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's a good pick. He's a good player. Like, I, there's he hasn't. He's not like the dickhead that Hunter Dickinson is. That like <laughs> makes like I understand why he's Michigan not a villain. State, yeah, like Hunter Dickinson's talking shit to Tom Izzo, like. Aiden's not doing that to Mel Tucker, you know, no. so he just loves to compete. Right. And it's like, at some point, how can you hate that? For sure. For sure. And I, you know, I, I do kind of love that, that now they have to like those state fans that are also Lions fans have to root for them. Mm-hmm. And like, it'll be, I think there are crazy enough state fans out there that they'll like root for him to suck in order oh, 100%. Like, like for him, like they want him to be a bust, even for their own team. Yeah, just to be like, oh, another Michigan guy fucking sucks. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember I, I used to work with this guy who was a big Buckeye fan, and uh, he was from Cleveland area, so he was a big Browns fan. And a few years ago when they picked Jabril Peppers in the draft, he was always like, man, that guy's overrated, blah, blah, blah. And then he like <laughs> saw him like two preseason games. He was like, okay, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable um well so the uh the the next guy that got drafted was dax hill so we were talking about him going possibly like round one slash round two he ended up at the end of round one going to the bengals um i feel like it's a good situation for him him going round one with 
his size, I think, is huge um, because he's only going to get bigger and stronger. And I, I think he could be solid in the NFL. But, um, you know, with him being kind of – he still looks like a, a, a stick. He's still very skinny. So, I don't know. That was sweet to see him – you know, have to have two guys go round one is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Joe Burrow, though. Well, that was the Bengals' first pick, right? They, they didn't get him any help on the offensive after, line. After he's had two years there of just, like, running for his life, including oh. a fucking torn ACL because of it. Right. I, wouldn't you, if you're Joe Burrow, be like, I demand, like, I either you do this or I demand a trade or something. Yeah, I know or I'm going to sit out. Like, like something. I'm not going to risk my health forever for this Cincy team that, like, doesn't care about it, you know. But tough for him. I was actually not pit, pissed about that pick. I mean, because I think Dax is such a flexible player on defense. Like, I mean, he's going to be a huge help to that, you know, Cincinnati defense. And you never know. Maybe he can play O line too. Maybe they'll beef him up. <laughs> what if all of a sudden Dax three fifty? Like... What the fuck <laughs> happened to this guy? Well, we. Turns out we screwed up. We thought we thought we were pick, we turned in the wrong card. We thought we were picking an O lineman, and we're going with it no matter what. They literally picked our team's fastest player and turned him into an O lineman. Oh my god! Oh god! god damn! Wow! I I'm watching a thing about um, the Jags owner Shad Khan. Have you guys mm. seen his mustache, dude? He's got the best mustache. Next in the game. level. That could have oh been your mustache, god. but. I, You're afraid to grow it out. I am afraid. Too sexy. It, it was. I was too sexual. It, the sexual aura coming from my body was <laughs> way too much. Overpowering. Walked into Kroger and there were some moms that like dropped their groceries. Use my Kroger points. Use my Kroger points. <laughs> Let me buy your stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that that is a hell of a mustache, honestly, on Shotgun. Um. So then a Jabo. Goes in the early second round to, I mean, they literally said on his call, like, hey, we would have taken you round one if it wasn't for your injury. So I think everyone kind of knew that. But go to the Ravens to play for John Harbaugh and Mike McDonald. Another one. Like, we would have taken you if it wasn't for your injury. Like, I kind of thought that, man, you know, like, don't tell him that. I, I, that when I was watching that, that that was my reaction. Like, because then Ajabo was like, he didn't he wasn't like thank you after that. He was kind of right. like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, good for you for getting me later and giving me less money. <laughs> right. Oh, Fucking cool. Asshole. I yeah, whatever. So uh either way, I think it's still like a perfect situation for him. He plays for yeah. Mike McDonald, so he probably has a longer leash there like than any other place with the injury. So even if he's not, you know, 100%, they're going to know that like all right, he's still building it back up too. John uh Josh Ross too going to Josh Ross going to the, as a as a free agent, right? Or did he get drafted? Uh free, free agent. agent. Yep. That's awesome for him. I was pumped to see that he was getting picked up. And and then another guy, you know, probably a little bit longer of a leash just because of the connection with McDonald. Dude, I tweeted out yesterday, I was like, the new recruiting pitch to Michigan recruits has got to be just like pipeline. I don't care. You you will go to the Ravens, even if nobody else wants you <laughs> at all. We'll we'll get you like at least like you can at least be like the the water boy on the Ravens like at, <laughs> at the very least. Okay, we gotta get some like iron on patches for our Michigan shirts of just like the Ravens logo. Hundred percent. Oh my god! Somebody's gotta like either you Jack or Swanky or somebody's got to do like a Michigan Ravens logo like combined somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like but that. That would be amazing. Um. It, I, I will say it's got to be an advantage to Michigan, right? Like everyone, I think there are people that like out there, usually Ohio State or Michigan State fans that are like, oh, that's just like, they shouldn't be able to utilize that. And it's like, why? Like, what do you, yeah, why not? What do you want Jim to just not talk to his own brother? I don't, what do you want there? You know? <laughs> oh man. But I, I think it's a great connection now, especially that McDonald's back there too. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Haskins went next. I think Haskins fourth round to the Titans. I mean, that's a perfect situation for him. 
He there's zero like zero chance that he has to like go in and start, right? Which I right. think is good. You you can he can sit behind one of the best running backs in and in the NFL right now, learn and build it up, and then like maybe have a you know work himself into the lineup. Yeah, get get him on that uh, King Henry workout plan. <laughs> get him a little more beefed up. Get him a little more physical. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's a perfect fit for him. Yeah, have you um, – did you guys see Taylor Lewan's, uh video? That was hilarious. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Lewan like, recorded a video to Vrabel. He just put it on Twitter, but to Vrabel. <laughs> Mike Vrabel's the coach of the Titans, and he's an Ohio State guy, Ohio State alum. And he's, like, basically just talking shit to him. He's like, thank you for putting aside – your you know your allegiance to Ohio State as this guy <laughs> ran all over your team for five touchdowns oh, in, yeah. on the third week of November so you got a good one but I just appreciate you know you putting this aside once again he he ran all over you he, what, he <laughs> used I can't remember the word he used in it but it was a funny word too oh man uh, the but, way that guy talks I mean, it's like presents stories and all that shit cracks me up man He's he's a character. He's a character that sometimes it's sometimes it's a bit over the top for myself, but that's from <laughs> personal experience. So, uh, hey, he's he's he he knows how to hold a room. That's for yes. sure. He, he will have the attention on himself no matter what. I promise you that. Oh yeah. Um, and then Stuber, I think was the was the last pick. I believe like actual pick in the draft to the Patriots. Patriots, right? Yep. Not a bad place to be either. <laughs> no, get him reunited with uh, Big Mike yep. on the line. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah. awesome for them yeah. too. Like, I feel like that's an underrated uh, thing that people like. People don't talk about, um, especially on the O line. Like, if you are comfortable with somebody in the play calls and like knowing, you know, that type of thing, audibles like that's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wait. Wait, what? I'm sorry, I, I got confused for a second. What are you talking about? Mike he Mike Onwenu is on the yeah. line with him. Right. I'm saying like they know each other well and so that they like already have familiarity with each other. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I don't know why that was so confusing for me. Oh my god. I think when you when you called out the audibles, I was like, that that's what threw me off. Well, they like call. They have like linemen audibles. Do you know like about who they're gonna block? Oh, they have okay. to like, they have to like call out like, "Hey, you've got this guy. I've got this guy." But they have calls for it. That's true because most uh, most teams, you know, some guys you know speak different languages. You know, they you know they don't all speak English, so you know they might not understand the words. So I get what you're saying. That's that's a good point. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is unreal. The fact that you're trying to turn this into me being stupid is unbelievable because you're the biggest moron on this fucking planet. No, like, you know, I like when you meet somebody, you can't hear what they're saying until you get to know them. So I'm I'm helping you with your point. How can I mute this guy? Is there a way that I can mute him on here? I I think that was really good insight. The, The people will love that one. (laughs) <laughs> i actually did mute him asshole <laughs> Dude, um, the, the pats though not the same team it used to be you know what i mean like i'm just throwing that out there that's very true it's not tom brady's pats <laughs> like what, you what just the fuck are we talking about right now <laughs> this is incredible this is what we live for I love that. I was waiting for like an explanation behind that. It's like, I'll just throw that out there. I don't. I'm with Caitlin. Why is that wrong? I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just. It, it was just funny the way it was said. <laughs> I just. I appreciate it. <laughs> All. I, I don't know. All you said was that it's not like the old Patriots where they like dominate every year. They went. They missed the playoffs for the first time last year. Yeah, I mean, did you see him when like Cam Newton was playing QB? They did not look very clean out there. They, no, they did not look good. It was pretty rough. So I'm just saying, you know, going to the Patriots in years past, you'd be like, okay, he's set. That guy's getting a ring. Now you're like, he's going to the Patriots. We'll see. True. 
Okay. Very true. Very true. Who um, did the Patriots get as their backup QB? They drafted a QB. Did they? Yeah, I thought so. Was it Ritter? Did Ritter go to the Patriots? Might be. Or did he go to the Falcons? Malik Willis? Where'd he go? Ritter went to the um I think he did go to the Falcons. Bailey Zappi. Zappi went to the Patriots. That's that kid one. from Western Kentucky who just yeah, that lung lit up. He set every record imaginable in passing right. yards. Yeah. They actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure, was it them that threw for like 500 yards on MSU this year too? It was, yeah. Yeah. Now they also don't a lot of people run did that. at all. So. What do you say? They also like don't run the ball at all. They're no. like straight up like air raid or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Oh. Um, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate that pick though. It's guys like that, that like, I don't know, somehow they find a way and can make it happen. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. And then the last couple guys that, that, uh, let's see, uh, De- Donovan Jeter. I almost said Derek Jeter. Donovan Jeter went to the Steelers. Chris nice. Hinton went to the Giants. Um, let's see. Where did Vince Gray go? Saints, I think. Is that right? I think you are right. Um, oh, no. So Vince Gray and Hinton, were they both seniors? Hinton, Hinton was, was not. Yeah. I, he might have, like, quote-unquote graduated in three years, but um, gotcha. Hinton was not. Gray, Gray did graduate. Gray um, was, he okay. still could have come back uh, for a fifth year, but he decided not to. Curious with guys like that when you're not, you know, like you go as a free agent. Like, why wouldn't you just stick around if you can play another year? Yeah. The Hinton one baffles me. I I don't understand because I'm sorry. Like, I think he did solid this year, but he, it wasn't like, hey, I'm ready for the NFL. Yeah. Um, I don't think Vince Gray was either, but also I can kind of see like, Vince Gray had a pretty dang good year, especially coming right. off his 2020 year. He might have been like, this is the ceiling. You know, I, let's see what I can do. Um, and he's been there for four years. So sometimes guys are just like, I'm ready for the next step, you know, no yeah. matter what that is. So, yeah, um, yeah interesting. I, it, It's tough. I think a lot of those guys, like you get a million people in your ear and you get a lot of information and like for him, for Vince Gray too, like Will Johnson's coming in. DJ Turner's got the other side locked up. Like, you know, uh, I think Jamon Green is also like, maybe he's like, I don't want to be the se- the super senior that gets passed up by a freshman that, you know, comes in. I don't know. There's a lot to it for sure. Yeah, a lot of factors. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else with the draft you guys wanted to cover? Because I think, like, the only thing was that I the only the only other thing I wanted to touch on was Ohio State went. I know Jameson Williams went to Alabama, and he did say I don't claim Ohio State, which I love. Everybody that comes that transfers out of Ohio State, Ohio State fans, they try to say like, "Oh yeah, this guy was in our room," and then that person is like, "Fuck no, I you're like no." I'm out. I I went and started for Bama and like won an SEC championship there. Um, but they did have at one point Ohio State hit, did have 10, 11, and twelve all wide receivers in that room, which is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> and then that Smith and Jigbo when he goes, he's going to be a top top five, 10, 15 five, pick probably. probably. I mean, he he's like insane. Yeah, don't want to leave out Donovan Jeter, um, undrafted free agent to the Steelers. I think yeah. you mentioned that. I think did I did. Mention- that. Oh, okay, no, sorry, okay. I missed it. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I I think that's good. I I imagine that like with those types of wide receivers that um, Ohio State must have like put up a lot of points on Michigan. They had to have, right? With because uh, next year CJ Stroud is already slotted as the number one QB there too, True. right? It's true. Yeah, they they put up uh, 
they put up good um stats as far as yards go, but not not enough touchdowns. Huh. I think they lost by like two touchdowns. I feel right? like 17 it, points. Yeah, I don't know. 40, 42, 27, something, 15 something points. like that. I was more than two touchdowns. I remember right. Not a good I luck. think like there was like one guy on Michigan that scored more points than like their whole team or something. If I remember it right, I I might be wrong. I don't know. I I haven't I've haven't really paid attention to that. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Um, <laughs> um, let's talk about this basketball team because, jeez, I don't know what's going on. The, we got to break the whole thing down because it's like. I'm a little concerned, to be honest, with uh, really? everything that's going down. I, I, I'm not gonna be Mr. Negative. I know you already are thinking that, but it's, it's just, a, it seems like a lot of movement, and a lot of drama right now. Um, so let's hear it. We got. Where do, where do we start? Let's start with Taryn Shannon. Good start news. with Taryn Shannon Jr. Ends up. I mean, for the last two weeks, it's been like I, everything that I've been told from like really, really good people that know was it was it's a done deal. It's he's like already on campus, essentially, like already hanging with the boys. It's it's over. And then all of a sudden he receives a crystal ball to Illinois and commits there on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, like five minutes later out of nowhere. And everyone was like, what just happened? And this is right after Jalen Llewellyn, apparently, like there was a tweet out there that he, the the guard from Princeton, is now committing to Michigan. So like this is all going down on Friday afternoon, and apparently, what happened with Terrence Shannon Jr. was Texas Tech. He needed like two more classes or something in the spring here, like spring semester. Uh, so for him to become a grad transfer, which is how Michigan like needed to get him, because Michigan, you miss admissions. It is what it is. It's like they they just you you can only transfer so many credits and so you know a certain type of credits and blah blah blah. Anyway, so he needed that. Texas Tech's coach, I guess, like pulled his scholarship or something and blocked him from taking those classes in the spring. So he couldn't go to Michigan. That's wild. It's I fucking mean, up. That's like, like the dirtiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Bush league. Yeah. I mean, if that's true and I'm a recruit, I'm staying the fuck away from Texas tech. That's what I'm thinking. Like you are going <clears> to <throat> run into these situations more often. Like with the transfer portal, you're going to have guys come in and out. That's just a fact for every team out there. You need to be able to handle it well, and that's not handling it well. No. Um, the craziest part of that whole thing might have been Hunter Dickinson's tweet as well. I love it. He's outspoken. He's that platform, you know? Call that fucking guy out. Does not give a fuck. Uh, he tweeted strict, like tagged Texas Tech's coach in it, and then basically called him a coward and everything. And said Did he's call like him a coward. Fact- he did call him a coward, and then he, he's like ruining young young kids' lives, things like that. Jay Sauer put out a tweet too. He didn't tag him, but he did put out a cryptic tweet about it as well. Yeah. So, like that sucks because it feels like then we could have had both Terrence Shannon Jr. and Jalen Llewellyn, um, but only get Jalen Llewellyn from that, and now we have to play Terrence Shannon Jr. <laughs> too, which sucks. Um, but whatever it's done i guess so that's it is what it is but i i do think the jalen llewellyn thing is a good thing he i i went back and i've i've been i've watched his um his highlights and stuff dude can score dude can score um yeah i know it's the ivy league again that's like i guess where we just keep going to (laughs) um but the worked out for us last time it did and i think he's better than mike smith to be honest Um, he's, he's more versatile. He's bigger. He can get to the rim. Um, but he can shoot as well. So I'm pretty pumped about him. Yeah, for sure. So we got Um, Jill Newellen, Terrence Shannon, Jr. Gonzo, Frankie Collins transfer portal. I think that's what shocked everybody. Have you heard anything behind the scenes on that? No, I have not. I, that part sucks. I, 
I'm sad about it. I'll be honest. Cause, and I'm kind of indifferent about it or not really indifferent, but like, I'm, I, I can see both sides more. Um, I can see being pissed off that like, Hey, I'm, I've, I showed myself at the end of this last season. Like, I feel like I can step up into that role coach. Why are you going to like get somebody that could take away those minutes from me? Mm. So Jalen Noel is a point guard though. He's he, they, they call him a combo guard. He like, he was basically just Princeton's best player. So he didn't like bring the ball up every time, but then when they got across half court, they just give him the ball and then he'd like make a move. Um, so he can play point and I believe now for sure he will. Um, but I think that there were minutes to go around for Frankie Collins. I think he could have like not only gotten the starting point guard spot possibly still, but he also could have just like, there's still minutes, dude. I don't know. Like, that's why it's wild. So, um, I get it where he's like, he might be a little bit hurt by that, but also like, you can't be just scared by a little competition. If you're, you've got the leg up here, you've been here for a year. Like you should be able to say like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to stay on my ground type of thing. Yes. I mean, obviously we're, we're speculating on, you know, why, why he transferred and whatnot, but it reminds me of that, uh, that Dr. Pepper commercial. And, uh, it's like that kid Rico, his name was Rico. He's like, Rico's time is now. He's like, Rico, you're only a sophomore. You still have time. My time is now. He jumps in the transfer portal. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I. <laughs> the other thing, I, I need to fact check, check this before I say it, actually. Um, but I heard that Frankie Collins actually, like, um, has been to, like, four schools in five years, including, like, high schools and academies and a lot things like that. It's a little bit of a red flag. No. I don't know. I feel like kids move around all the time to get like better um, competition and stuff, at least in high school. I mean, we see like JJ went to fucking IMG. Obviously, he only moved schools once. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if he's moving one every year, then I guess, it, you know, depending how it goes, could be a red flag. I feel like we didn't hear much about that. You know, yeah. that was the first time I've ever heard anything about it. So, he, I, you know, I, don't know. Right, I got it here. He his 247 sports profile lists three high schools. Uh, Compass Prep in Chandler, Arizona, Ed W. Clark in Clark, Nevada, and Coronado in Nevada. So, mm. what does that mean? I don't know. No. I don't want to read too far into that. Like you said, it, high school is weird. You can kind of just like bounce around almost like the AAU when you're at that level of basketball. Mm -hmm. um, but like that could be something where he's just like dips at, if at the first, you know, issue. Could be. Um, or maybe he moved. Who knows? Or maybe he moved. Yeah. Maybe he's following his parents. I have no idea. Honestly, that could very well be. Um, so the thing that I worry about is also on Friday. So Frankie, Kobe Bufkin, T-Will, and Isaiah Barnes on that Friday all took Michigan stuff out of their bios on, uh, on like Twitter and Instagram. Now, hmm. They've all put them back in at this point, but not Frankie, obviously now, but <laughs> like, I, I think there's more, there, there are more dominoes that are about to fall here. That is, um, that is interesting. Yeah. I mean that, that to me says that there's something going on. Um, who do you say it was Kobe Bufkin, Terrence Williams, Isaiah Barnes, Isaiah Barnes. I mean, it's weird. I mean, That's Kobe, sure. T-Will, and Frankie all got play this year. Isaiah Barnes did not, so I'd understand that one more. But, like, I don't know. It's interesting with with Diabate and Houston declaring as well because we just there's just, like, a lot of uncertainty right now. That's why I'm concerned. There's mm -hmm. just, like, there could be A – it's super late in the like cycle for the guys to be hitting the portal. And for us, for if those guys do hit the portal and we've got to go get somebody, there's like not a whole lot out there. Positive vibes only. This is what I think happened. They heard or whatever that Amani might be coming to Michigan. Maybe they don't like Amani and they're like, 
fuck you, coach. You're going to ruin our culture. I'm pissed off, and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't Possibility. I don't, I, maybe, possibility. Maybe. Well, how is that positive vibes only? <laughs> because the money's good. And then if he comes to Michigan, then we can, like, say, you know, give shit to all the Spartans out there. Thank you, Kalen. Thank you. <laughs> That's how it's positive vibes. You can't just say positive vibes only and just. <laughs> it's like, that, yeah, no, that it, doesn't it make it's it positive. Makes it positive. Well, no. that, that was my turn to be confused. I was like, there you go. What? Are you talking <laughs> I about? like it. At least you, that was a good thing to be confused on, Kalen. It made sense <laughs> to be confused. Um, so, actually, so I know Ant Wright came out and said uh, that Imani was like coming. He straight up said that I, I checked with people and I know for a fact that like last a week ago, Imani was like literally not on the whiteboard of people to, to go get in Michigan's locker room. I know that for a fact. So sources, sources. I also know that as of last Friday, like still, there wasn't Imani talk inside Michigan other than like Twitter. Um, so I don't think that's happening still. There's a couple reasons why a, <laughs> this is what, this is what the person said. They said, you miss admissions would be, it'd be wild. If you miss admissions took them, took Imani because um, the, <laughs> when you, Look at the address listed for Ipsy Prep High School. <laughs> it's an interesting spot. AKA, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Is it just like his home address or something? Literally, yes. Something yeah. like that. Like, he did it to play basketball. And they, yeah. for, like, there's like five guys, on, you know, in the whole school. Right. Um, so, like. That's that'd just be a real stretch. Like if if admissions is not getting these guys that like have a hundred credits from Texas Tech, like how are they gonna do that? I also just think, dude, Imani's such a train wreck at this point, and he's not even that good. Uh, you know, yes, he, I'm sure he's still a good basketball player, but like what we saw last year, is that worth it for Juwan to bring in? I don't know. It's a fair question to be asked. So, um, it, it's, it is what it is, but I, I don't think that's going to happen still. I'd be shocked if that happened still. Um, so, but maybe, maybe if like Kobe and T will leave, he's like, I need somebody to fill in the gaps here, but there's no way Imani's coming in and playing like a, a role player role. But maybe. No, that ain't happening, bro. That ain't I, happening, bro. All right. I'm. I am with you. Chance for anything. I am with you. This isn't positive vibes only. It that's this is separate. But I am with you. <laughs> I'm here for Imani coming to Michigan strictly for the chaos. Oh yeah, strictly <laughs> for everything that it would cause between Michigan and Michigan State, and like him going to the Breslin next year would be the fucking oh wildest thing of all time. Electric. That would be, it would be must-see TV, legitimately. It almost sounds like you're on a podcast and you would love for it to happen so you have something to just talk about nonstop. We need content over here, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I would I would love that shit because it would just be, the, the memes, the gifts, the interactions, like, would be, thinking about Hunter Dickinson, Andy Monty, Going into the Breslin next oh year, fuck. <laughs> hey, I mean that could be a lethal duo, dude. I don't. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I have no idea, but I'm here for it. If it if it happens, I won't be mad. I promise you. Like it'll yeah, just I'll be. That. It'll be wild. Um. All right. Anything else we got to talk about there? Oh, I my I guess with Diabate in Houston, you know, if I had to guess right now, Houston's coming back and Diabate's leaving. Um, I've heard that like Diabate is like probably he could get picked up in the first round. Hmm. Really? People, people love his, uh, people love his like potential because he's got a lot of potential. Seven foot hasn't put anything on yet. Has like offensive moves can move really well, can dribble. So there, I think they see him as like, we can work with that. 
as opposed as opposed to I think like Hunter Dickinson is probably Hunter Dickinson, right? Like you he's he is what he is. He can maybe, you know, he can get a few improve. more moves. I mean, he, yeah, he but I think greatly like, from last year. You know, if he can take that step again this year and, you know, really nail down that right hand and get a get a couple more moves, I mean, he's I can't think of much else he'd have to work on after that. I'm just saying. I I think that I think Diabate has way more potential than Hunter Dickinson has. Yeah, That's I true. mean, especially yeah. just based off his athleticism, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, my I always thought that he just needed to put on weight, and like you can do that at the pro level too. So, yeah, like yes, Camp Sanderson would be good for him. I think I talked about this on a pod a few weeks ago. Like people don't understand that like the G League is a good route still for guys, even if you like aren't gonna play. You know, even if you aren't going to start for the Warriors day one, the G League is a good route to just just go play basketball, not have to worry about writing a fucking essay on econ. You know, um, I don't know. It's a good route. So, I mean, I'm with you there. Yeah. You know, I'd never fucking like school. I think for me, I'd be like, yeah, I'll I'll you know, let's say I am. If I was in Hunter Dickinson's position, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, let me just get out of here. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about 21 year old me, and <laughs> I like, would wait. I can I can get paid, school. and I don't have to do schoolwork, and I can just do whatever I want. Yes. All right. Is, is he the, like not projected to get drafted at all, Hunter Dickinson? Dickinson? No, he's not on the draft boards. Wow. Either wild to me. E- honestly, though, either is Diabate. Really, he's like late second if. Like I've the things I've heard about him going to the draft is like not like on NBA mock boards. It's more like there are a couple teams that are like really interested in him. Um, but the it's kind of wild that like he's one of the what top five, ten players in college basketball right now. Exactly. That's what and... that's why I'm like, what? Like I don't it doesn't compute to me. But that's why I'm fucking sitting here on a you're, podcast you're because... computing you're putting your data in there and <laughs> analytics hey, i'm i'm the guy that says watch the game tape don't look at the combine stuff so like when i'm watching game tape i'm like the kids overpowering everybody you know you're just like alan and the hangover like doing exactly. math. yeah <laughs> okay i'm you, my rain man on you're just stuck in the year 1980 while every nba every nba team has like 50 data analytics people on their staff at this point <laughs> putting together all these things. I mean, I'm with Moneyball, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, get the value, look at the, all the numbers and all that stuff and you know, maybe that's that's what it is with Dickinson, but you know, I just love Moneyball cuz it makes me cry usually. That's it. I mean, it's how can you not be romantic about baseball? See what you did there. Told you. Um, all right. So I, it's, I assume that this is all going to play out like this week or something. I don't, when I is know, the NBA draft? Well, or those combine, guys draft combine. Th- so like Diabate and Houston, I think it's June 1st. I want to say that they have to declare like, all right, I'm either going to the draft or I'm coming back. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like Juwan's in a weird spot right now. Yeah, he's got like no. He really has no idea what's going to happen next himself, right? So, I, how do you plan for your team going down the stretch here? Look at the guys that are there. I guess. I mean, you, don't forget we've got a great recruiting class coming in. I mean, we got Jed Howard, Greg Glenn. Uh, Greg Glenn just won some award for tournament he was in, like best big man. Um, and Jed Howard just won the MVP. Yeah, Jed Howard's going to be a fucking monster next year. At the AI Classic. Did you see that video that we posted of the AI thing? Like, Yeah, that was sick. I'm sorry. I know they're the Howards, and I know they're, like, up there. But that's fucking Allen Iverson. Like, right. when we were 12 years old, every single person had the AI 3. Like, the, the Reeboks. Like, that's the not just sleeves, some... wristbands. Oh you have white shirts with cornrows. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. He's, like... Oh, legitimately probably a top five icon in basketball oh for Changed sure game. yeah Changed he was game. like definitely the coolest basketball player like 
nobody even really was on the same level. I remember, dude. No, and he. We talk about practice, not it's a game. Uh, that not like, a game. He, he changed the game there too because he like was incredible. Like didn't care. Like <laughs> he like didn't lift. He he didn't lift weights ever. Um, and never like listen to the coaches. They had to change the dress code. David Stern changed the dress code because AI had too much drip. Legitimately, <laughs> he was too cool, too drippy. And they had to all wear suits on the end of the bench because he was looking too fucking cool. So in his early um, early two thousands drip, mm-hmm. it was like <laughs> baggy that tees. Was, Oh my god, the bagginess, like everything would just touch the floor. <laughs> the best part of those is like 2003 draft day, like the oh NBA draft suits that they had are awesome. Those were awesome. You could jump off the top of a building and make it down safely because there was so much fabric to catch. <laughs> just how, how baggy they were. <laughs> oh man, like oh just the that was a it's wild time. Sauce. That's <laughs> awesome. Sauce. Is that a fur coat? Is that me? Oh, yeah. Oh, incredible. <laughs> the I will say, you already said it, Jack, but the finger sleeves that like him and Kobe wore, right? What is that? I, I don't know what it was, but I was the nerdiest white boy from Hudsonville, Michigan, <laughs> and I like got a finger sleeve. <laughs> and I was so bad at basketball. I was like, it's... It was he was iconic. So for Jet Howard to be able to be like hugging him and AI is like, dude, Unc, I've I, I've got you anytime. Like your dad's the coolest person out there, the best guy, and like you call me anytime. That's fucking sick. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <clears throat> so yes. And then going back to the recruiting class, like you we didn't even talk about Terrace Reed. He could be the best player Terrace out of Reed all too. of them, honestly. Yeah. So I do think Jet Howard could come in and may- maybe play day one, which yeah would be would make things very interesting with, you know the the Houston the Llewellyn thing, mm-hmm. um, so and dude Doug McDaniel I've heard is like possibly a day one starter as well. He's, He's legit a- too, man. Yeah, so, I mean obviously you know we've seen these guys play that you know currently we have uncertainty about and we don't know what's going on, but. Out of this recruiting class, I mean, there's a bunch of talented young freshmen. So, I mean, either, either way, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be a fun season to watch. That's how I feel about it. Oh, it will be. I I feel like we're gearing towards like Michigan becoming like you need to make uh, a hard knocks like Amazon series about them. Mm, that'd be fun. Think about the behind the scenes that went on this year with the whole Juwan thing, and now like this, all this. There's there's always something going down in Michigan basketball right now. I'm for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the other part, too, is, um, like, with the whole recruiting thing and figuring out the roster, like, we're 100% in, like, Calipari one-and-done type recruiting. Like, every guy yeah. that's coming in is a four- or five-star, right? So, mm-hmm. they're, you know – that's why I think it's interesting with who's leaving or saying they're leaving or staying, you know, like what's going on there. Because like, like you said, these recruiting classes are like going to come in and a, they're going to be good enough to play, but B they're probably not like cool with sitting on the bench for too long. Right. Yeah, like, that, I mean, even we see that with um, Frankie again, speculation, you know, that's what we think is the reason he's, he's transferring for. And but that's right. That's going to happen when you bring in more talented guys. Like if that's what you're looking for is more talent, you're probably going to have, you know, some egos or, you know, guys that are like, hey, like I'm coming here to play. And if anything changes that, like I'm out, you know, which which I get. I understand. Good for you. Like, that's why I love the transporter transfer portal for these athletes. It gives them the power to make their own decisions. Um, so, I mean, do what you got to do. I think Frankie will ball out. I, th- I mean, I could see Frankie going to like a max school and like killing. I him. actually think he could be higher than that. I think, I mean, he, he I think he could too, but I, you know, if, if this is how it's playing out where he's transferring from Michigan, where we think he would probably still get a good amount of playing time, you know, maybe he's like, I want to be a 35, 40 minute a game guy. You know, he'd go to, Hey, go right down the road. Eastern Michigan Eagles, baby. 
him and Imani to Eastern. That would be incredible. <laughs> I would fucking go to the Kama Center every, game. every day. Every, every day. <laughs> what are that the odds be... on that? <laughs> Dude, he was like kind of talking about Imani at least was at least kind of talking about Eastern like throughout his recruiting process. I, I wish he would have like gotten like, hey, I'm going to get two other guys, like two other five stars. We're going to go to Eastern. That would have been <laughs> if he would have been the place to be. Dude, for sure. Oh, gosh. That would have been sick. Um, I I also wonder like how many how many times are we going to like it? Will that type of thing happen here in the future? Like it's already kind of happened at some of these HBCUs. Right, like, is, awesome. are they gonna I like? That. I do too. I there's gonna be. So I think the cool thing about the portal is the some of these like lower level teams are just gonna have random years that are mm-hmm. sick, and it's gonna make like the tournament super interesting. It's gonna make TV just watching super interesting. That's gonna be something, and and it could be like literally year by year. Like they could be one in 19 on the year one year and then the next year they go 19 and one because they bring in a sick class right in a in a you know lower conference yeah so. like i know i've seen just some stuff on twitter about you know especially with that pit receiver transferring to usc like yeah. talking about nil transfer portal like it's ruining college athletics like i could be wrong i haven't seen one former college athlete or anything say anything on that it's just like the, you know, people like us that are just like outside of it and like, oh, we don't like how this is going, but it gives so much power to the athletes. And like, that's what it's all about. Like, I, I love it. You know, if they you give the athletes what they deserve, they're the ones that are giving you the entertainment, you know? Yeah. I, I think. Know. Do, you, do you think they should only have like a one time transfer kind of yes. stipulation to it? Without, I, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I think there's, you know, I mean, they're just working within the rules right now. I think right. that's on the people that, you know, that's on the NCAA that they didn't, you know, it's their fault. They weren't prepared enough and, you know, released this. They should have looked into it a little bit more, gave a little more regulations. And, you know, I don't know when they can change the rules or start that. But um, obviously you kind of have to see how it goes to see what you have to do too. So um, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, you're still giving them power. But, yeah, you don't want to see a guy jump around every fucking year. I think that's going to happen, honestly, because the NCAA, they clearly when they made the NFL or NIL and the transfer portal like rules, they were basically like, you guys wanted this. We're not going to police it. So here you go. And now it's just the fucking Wild West. So I do like the idea of it, but I think that it needs to have like a lot more um, like structure to it. Um, Otherwise, it's just going to be chaos forever. So or, um, I guess I want to pick your brain on it a little bit, like for what, cause I don't, I don't disagree with you, but what do you, I guess, for what purpose do you believe that they need to have more structure to it? And are you against the chaos or do you like the chaos? I like the chaos from like a, you know, a fan me, perspective, li- me liking entertainment. Right. But I think <laughs> if you like want for the greater good of college basketball and college football, you, I think you, there needs to be some more structure. Um, and I think the reason for that is like the, it's just going to turn into free agency and there's going to be shit that's going down behind. Like it's, it's gonna, there's going to be like fraud and like tampering, like the, like Lincoln Riley is literally just like tampering with this pit kid. And so then all of a sudden there's going to be like these super teams, like, you know, there already are obviously with Bama and Georgia and, you know, whoever and Kentucky and Duke, but not like it wasn't before. I know. I'm just saying like, I think that there's just going to be like shitty people out there. Like I, here's the thing, a John Beeline and a Tom Izzo won't exist in this new, new college athletics world because you won't be able to be, you won't be able to do it the right way. What I so th- here's what I think. I think I, I agree with you there. I think though there's definitely teams that will struggle with it and coaches that have a particular way that they work with things and, and whatnot. But I also think it creates a lot more opportunities because let's say they do need people to police it. Boom, there's more jobs. You're creating more jobs there. Let's say um, there are coaches like 
beelines and Izzo's and whatnot that, you know, are at higher schools and they thrive off having people that are in the system longer and, you know, developing and, you know, you get the chemistry with all the players and, you know, that helps out the, the three-star, four-star guys as opposed to the five stars. You know, I think it, I think when we see, when you see college athletics or even just college basketball in general, like switching up kind of just like it goes through waves. Like some teams do better at sometimes than, you know, like right away, maybe the five-star guys going to one school and they have a big year, but then you see the beeline teams where it's like full of seniors and then they have a big year and they take over. And that's how they sell that to um, other players. I guess, I don't know. I don't think, I think there's always a positive to, you know, any bad situation, right? And you, you're thinking positively? Positive vibes only, stamp it on my forehead. Um, so I, I think people are making it a bigger deal than it really needs to be. Um, but obviously because it's something to talk about and creates content and, you know, there's coverage of it. Um, I also want to the ride. I love it. I love seeing what happens with it and how it develops. And I hope, you know, people can just keep up with it. You know, guys like Izzo and Beeline, like, Hey, if you don't know how to handle this NIL stuff, hire somebody in that can do it for you and you still do your job, you know? Yeah. Um, I also do think that the portal and that type of stuff, it's going to plateau. It'll even out over the yeah. next five, 10 years because data is going to come out and be like, Hey, you are less likely to start yep. or get minutes or be successful if you hit the portal. Exactly. Um, because yep. like, there's going to be these guys that are like just bouncing around. And I think the majority of them like don't pan out to be, great right so like there's gonna be some data out there that's like if you stay four years you you know you have x percent chance to make the nba if you stay three years if you stay you know there's gonna be that type of stuff and Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a sweet spot of i think probably like between it'll be like 2.5 i think um or low twos of like if you stay this many years um in you know to in college then you will you have a better chance um, but yeah, until then, who knows? Right. No, but I'm with you, you know, right. Like there, there's not enough data for people to know what is actually going to come of, or like what the probability of, you know, what's going to happen from the decision they make. And, you know, they, we just kind of have to let it play out and gather data. And, you know, once it's out there, you know, people will be able to make more informed decisions, but you know, we just don't know. Cause it's so brand new. Yep. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think it'll be the biggest thing is like, it'll be interesting to see how, like how the fans like this product. Mm -hmm. Will there be like, uh, you know, a decline in viewership uh, because of, of a lot of this stuff. And that of course, viewership equals money and money dictates everything. So it'll, They'll figure it out if that's the case, if all of a sudden people aren't showing up and aren't watching anymore. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I do – before we hop off, I do want to talk about the the USC, the Lincoln-Riley thing and the Miami kid um, while we're talking NIL. The Miami point guard or shooting guard or whatever, he, he just straight up like his agent came out and said, like, if I don't get more NIL money at Miami, I'm transferring. And – it just like, and that's what tr- the transfer portal is turning into, right? Yeah, like saying. but that's right? like. So I saw Nicole Auerbach <laughs> said this on Twitter, and I I agreed wholeheartedly. That's not nil. That means you're just getting paid to play. Like right. that's not like, hey, I'm making some money off of my name, image, like this. That is straight up. I think that I'm better than what I'm being compensated for right now. You need to pay me more for how well I'm playing. That's different. It is different. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, but you know, if there's guys like that, then it's like, okay, go to the G league then. Definitely. Or, what are you, you know, doing in college hoops? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, he was made a, in from the little facts that I know he made a poor decision to, you know, put that out there too. Cause then, you know, I mean, there, I think there'll be teams that are like, Hey, you can get more money here. We like the style you play, like come get up, like come play with us. But then there's gonna be people like, this guy just wants to get paid. Like, why would I even bother recruiting him? Go to the NBA, go to G League, or whatever. It'll it'll be both of those, I think. Yeah. 
I think there, there for sure will be guys like teams out there that are like, I don't care what his attitude is. He's talented as shit. I'm yeah. going to take them. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to go from like Miami to like Duke to or Kentucky or to like, you know, any. I, I don't think that those those coaches are like, yeah, I want to pay, you know, I want to up him from 300K to 500K in NIL so he'll come here. Like, yeah. they're, they're going to be like. And that's an anomaly, too, like that this kid, right, that, that came out. I mean, we've had, a, what, a full year of NIL at this yeah. point, and that's one of the first cases we've heard. And that, and that could be because, you know, a lot of it hasn't gotten out there. But um, I don't know. I mean, kids like that, it'll either work out or it won't, and it'll all get sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the, the, the Lincoln Riley, like that one's crazy, dude, that, that one scares me a little bit for college football, because I think, I mean, there's just bad shit happening behind the scenes, like all the time. I think why though, why Why is that bad? I mean, this kid's like, Hey, I want to make some more money, you know, and he has an opportunity he's given an opportunity to, you know, it's up to him at that point. I think that it, okay. Here's why I think it's bad. You fight for a kid in recruiting all year, you know, all through his his high school career. You finally land him. You like can't ever feel comfortable that a guy's gonna be on your roster ever. How do you, as a coach, like keep coaching like that? And I, here's what I think it opens the door for a coach. And I know for a fact this is happening right now. I heard a story about Tom Izzo with this exact same thing just the other day. They like a lot of these coaches feel like they cannot like coach the way that they want to and like punish a kid for not running a route right or like because the kid will just be like, I'm good. If you yell at me, I'm out like that type of thing. I mean, like, like I said, again, it'll all play out. Like if that is the attitude that that kid, you know, has probably not going to work out for him wherever he goes. You know, that's that's more of a kid issue. Well, Um, you know. You know how it's not run on that basis, right? It's run on how much money can you get me today, not you right. know, tomorrow. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I don't think all kids would be like that because I think these kids, like, granted, they're very talented, but a lot of them work very, very hard and they understand, like, there's a method to the madness, right? Like, he's yelling, like, it. I think it'll change a lot of things too. I mean, it'll change the way coaches coach. It'll change like all this stuff, but I don't think it'll have that big of an impact where the kids have so much power to be like, all right, I'm going to sit out. And it's like, all right, fuck you. Get off my team. Yeah. You know, like don't recruit that kind of player then, you know, then the coaches are learning a little bit, you know, that that's how I feel about it. That kid would just go to the coach who will put up with that. All right, sure, buddy here. Right. Exactly. And then that'll get sorted out. So then, you know, if there's a coach that'll put up with it, then put up with it, you know? Right, I mean, I just don't. Love you know what I'm saying? I, I don't love the way that that's like the attitude of people. Um, right, and that's also, just a people thing. I don't think that it's nil that's making these people like this. I think like these people already like that, and then it's they, amplifying. It's amplified exactly. So it's. I mean, this per this kid is already that type of kid, right? And now it's amplified with nil. Yeah, we'd have to I'm, start taking odds on like, do you think this player who's committed to this team will actually play? Yeah, <laughs> like. I I feel bad for these people that are covering recruiting now. Like I, I don't know how you do it because <laughs> it's just like every single day. I'm sure there's something different. Right. Um, but you know the other thing I don't like there is like, dude. So you're telling me this kid's at Pitt, he's balling out, and then all of a sudden, like it's just gonna create all of a sudden. Then, um, uh, Lincoln Riley's just like texting him, like so then. Every time somebody does well, Nick Saban's just going to be like, "Yep, you're you're good enough to come here and play at Alabama now. Come on over." Like, sure. <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it's not like they can take everybody. You know, he's already recruiting really well. There, you know, you can't. It's not like he's going to take twenty guys from all over the country, right? To like get him over there. I I don't I don't I, mean, I just don't think it's as big of a deal as as everybody's playing it out to be. But then like why not? Right? Why would I have a recruiting class if I can see extra footage of these guys who I was going to recruit play against each other and now my entire recruiting is just getting one year transfers. So then every other school just becomes 
you know, the next version of high school. For me. Yeah. If that's what happens, that's what happens. If that's a risk you're willing to take to think that you can just get transfers every year, good for you. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, you're fucked. That's <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Oh man! We'll I mean, for me, it's fun. Let it let it all play out. Create the disaster. Create the chaos. I mean, it'll all get sorted. You know how many guys are on fucking football teams, and how many guys that are that just want to play? You know, I mean, even at, even at Michigan, there's plenty of guys. Coming less and less and less every year. I think. What? Guys that just love football. I mean, maybe those. I mean, it's supposed still to be our four star three-star guys that really want to play and then they get their opportunity yeah and and like and like you know you brought up you know when all this data comes out you know people are going to look at that and have something to go off of and be like okay let's like you can't just transfer because the coach is pissing you off yeah or whatever because you don't want to do a certain thing because it's not going to work out for you and when those numbers are there then you know this this problem is resolved mm-hmm. god no, i made your deja vu i hear you that's crazy did that you too? So crazy. Are we on the same? Uh, what do girls call it? Wavelength. Is it wavelength? The same cycle. We're on the same cycle. Deja vu cycle. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. You just said you had major major deja vu. Yeah, I was kidding. Oh. <laughs> don't don't joke around about deja vu, dude. Big deja vu guy. Big deja vu guy. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that already. Best popcorn out there. <laughs> Dude, best popcorn in the game. I was right down the street from them this morning. Got some Bobcat Bonnies. Oh, uh, you go for the, the morning shift at Deja Vu? Yeah, dude. That's my spot. You got the you got the Z list out there. The Z list. I'm just there for the, the Sunday, popcorn. The Sunday morning crew at Deja Vu cannot be great. <laughs> great personality, though. Yeah, probably really nice girls. Really good popcorn. <laughs> good people. Good, people. good guys, too. Good guys. Oh, all right. Sunday Sunday brunch is ladies' morning. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I was working. I'll be honest. I was just sitting there oh, in, a, okay. in a mankini eating popcorn out of my belly button. <laughs> well, I apologize for that image to all of our <laughs> listeners. So with that, we will shut it down here probably forever, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate you guys. You can follow us at BlueBy90 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on the Amazing Brew YouTube and podcast channel. We appreciate you. Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.